0: Hello, I'm Clara Lloyd, editor of the Argus Sulfur Report and Sulfur Fertilisers team leader. I spoke to you in early April about how the coronavirus was hitting the sulfur market from all sides. And in late April, I presented a webinar along with my colleague, Mina Chohan, examining the last four months and how the market has behaved as well as provided a longer term picture. This webinar prompted a lot of those who watched to submit questions. And as can be imagined, many of these were regarding COVID-19. So in this mid-May podcast, I'm going to try and answer some of these questions from the sulphur market about the sulphur market. And to kick off, here was the first question. With the Covid-19 crisis, as oil demand drops and some of the heavy and sour oil production is reduced, are you worried that sulphur production will also go down drastically? It is indeed obvious that because of the measures to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus, such as lockdowns and the suspension of national and international travel, the demand for finished refined products such as jet fuel and gasoline has dropped sharply. And this has resulted in storage capacity filling rapidly and many refiners reducing, if not halting operations, as well as taking um, such measures as extending maintenance periods. And of course, this has resulted in a lower level of sulfur production and, of course, a lower level of demand for oil. But there are a few more specific things I'd like to note before I address my thoughts on the production level expectations. Oil-based sulphur production is more regionally focused and at present is impacting the west of Suez market more than the east. Yet whilst sulphur production rates have dropped west of Suez, consumption has also been reduced regionally, with consuming sectors such as the chemicals and automotive industries not classed as essential and therefore running at lower operational rates. But the most intriguing part of the potential cut in sulphur production comes from the OPEC plus agreement to cut oil production with some in Middle East producers having now extended the agreement into June, which of course will result in overall reduction in oil produced. At present, this will balance out to an extent the cut in refinery demand, but it is associated gas that we need to consider as countries such as Saudi Arabia draw their sulphur from associated gas that comes from oil production and with oil production reduced, the draw of associated gas is also. But the impact of lower oil production levels will most likely not be able to be quantified in total until further out in time. But to hopefully conclude my thoughts on this question, indeed, we are seeing sulphur production reduced as a result of oil demand drops and production cuts. But we'll need to allow a little more time before it can be clearly said how drastic the cut in production has and could well be. The next question follows in a similar vein and was, which one do you think is bigger? Demand destruction due to COVID-19 or the supply cut due to OPEC's newly committed oil production cut? I think this question almost needs to be answered doubly. The demand destruction because of COVID-19 is, in my opinion, the bigger concern in the immediate market, And this has been noted with prices having trended flat to soft from the 19th of March to today, the 15th of May, globally. Demand has almost disappeared from many metals industries, lessened lessened significantly in many chemical sectors and to a certain degree from parts of the fertiliser industry. And even though supply cuts have also been in place, the soft pricing direction has been dictated broadly by the drop in demand. But in the longer term, I think the OPEC commitment to cut oil production can be considered the bigger because, as I said in my previous answer, the exact impact on lower oil production levels, associated gas levels, etc., will not be completely obvious until later this year. And particularly when refineries begin to ramp up their operational rates. And this uncertainty and concerns about security of supply could well provide a bit of a boost for sulfur pricing. Already we have witnessed this. As the coronavirus spread further across the world in late February to early March and refineries in the west of Suez in particular shut doors and lowered operational rates, sulphur prices jumped $10 to $16 a tonne depending on price point because supply concerns were dominating the market sentiment. And now a question on logistics. What impact has Covid had on container and bulk logistics? To start with, I'm going to look at containers. Indeed, the Argus Sulphur report does more broadly look at bulk logistics, but at present, comments on all forms of shipment can't be avoided as nothing is being left untouched by the coronavirus. So for containers, those who trade sulphur in this way are noting a sheer lack of availability, with containers stranded in some instances at their last destination ports, as many industries such as manufacturing are operating at low rates if open at all, with many of these industries failing to be categorised as necessary. This is leaving containers without cargos and therefore they are not being moved. This is then, of course, increasing freight and those in particular shipping from the FSU and Mediterranean to Asian destinations have noted that rates are high as there's a lack of capacity. And also, once the containers reach their destination, they're not necessarily going to secure a new cargo, preventing charterers and ship owners from procuring a bounce back discount, so to speak. It has also been noted that smaller sulfur buying and consuming countries in Southeast Asia, which would usually secure containerized sulfur, are not as active in the market. This is because of coronavirus prevention measures lowering operational rates and therefore demand overall. And when it comes to seaborne bulk logistics, well, freight has been falling to five year lows in some instances, and the reason for this is twofold. One, the coronavirus has limited general global seaborne trade, which has, of course, increased the availability of bulk vessels, bringing down the general chartering rate. And two, with oil prices sitting at low levels, bunker fuel costs have also dropped. This is further added to the easing that has been seen in freight rates. Indeed, cheaper bunker fuel costs will, of course, also be applicable to container rates. And this is most likely putting some form of ceiling or at least helping to rein in the increases in container freight rates that are being noted by market participants. And finally, a question on the future. There are dramatic changes caused by the impact of the coronavirus. What is the likelihood that some of these changes may be very long term, if not permanent? To answer this question simply first, yes, I think that there are changes which will be with us for the long haul. But to answer in more detail. Firstly, I think the way we approach networking, travel and meetings will be changed. So just within our Sulphur community, the very fundamentals of face-to-face meetings will be different. And I think there will be maybe less travel, with a lot of realisation that meetings and discussions can be made virtually with more ease than previously anticipated. Secondly, I think that when things return to normal, we may see a reduction in the number of individual companies in our industry across the supply chain. As I imagine, the financial burden of the fallout of the coronavirus will sadly result in the demise of companies but also will likely spur on many acquisitions and mergers as companies look to secure market footing and means of survival at the end of this global pandemic. Thirdly, I think we will continue to see more broad and varied trade flows. Before the pandemic, we were seeing companies on the buy side in particular looking for more broad spectrum of supply sources. But now I am already noticing, with, for example, a UAE loading cargo on its way to the US Gulf because of sulfur production tightness in the region, this diversification, and I now fully expect it to be sustained as people look to avoid the situation they have found themselves in now. And fourthly and finally, I think the caution will remain with many in the market. Sulphur prices started the year still feeling the effects of five year lows in the sulphur world and the poor performance in the phosphate fertiliser market for over 18 months. And these had already cast a huge cloud of a hesitancy over the market and had continued to push more buyers and consumers towards a contract market rather than spot. Now following another bump in the road which comes in the shape of this virus, I think that this hesitancy and caution regarding the spot market will linger. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast and I hope it has helped address just a few of the questions the market had regarding sulfur and the coronavirus. For other podcast updates from Argus Media, please do visit argusmedia.com forward slash podcasts and if you do have any other questions you would like me to try and answer or share my thoughts on, please do not hesitate to get in touch.